Hey love, welcome to Divine Alignment, the podcast. This is a space where we bridge the gap between your soul and your human, and we speak pure magic. I am so excited to have this conversation with you. As I said earlier, I, I really appreciate the energy that you share from and and your grounded presence. I think it's 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 a beautiful thing to witness and to be in the presence of. So I'm super excited for for this conversation and to get a little bit uh, into the insights of as you're saying, you, you've been a channel for 20 years and doing this work for 20 years. And um, um, I'm looking forward to what we're going to be speaking today. So just to give us a little bit of, of an insights into your work and who you are, uh, Lincoln, can you just tell us a little bit about uh, you <laughs> and yeah. your world? Yeah, sure. Um, so pretty much I'm a normal human being. I always like to introduce myself as that because when people watch my videos or, you know, hear my message or think about a channel um, or someone with a lot of multidimensional experience, sometimes, you know, we forget the human part of it. And I always like to embrace that human part because we're all eternal states of consciousness and we're all really here to experience this human, uh, this human reality, this human dream of life. Uh, so for myself, I awoke into my multidimensional nature as a conscious state that I really understood when I was 18 years old. So I started reading spiritual books and I started practicing every day with meditation. And, and I really cut out everything else in my life that wasn't aligned with this awakening process. So at age 18, literally the day after I finished high school, this whole new world opened up for me and the path of my life really changed dramatically. So since that time, I've had lots of experiences in non-physical reality. Um, I channel almost every day. I'm bringing through messages for people. Um, yeah, I just had some remarkable things that have shown us that we're not just our physical bodies. This earth is not like a fixed experience. It's very fluid and we're participants in shaping it. So for me, as I continue to go on my journey, it's really about how deeply connected I can get into my own personal experience of life and how I can, you know, shape it based upon what I think I want to add into this world for everyone. I love that. I love the piece about the the human experience not being something fixed, but very um, shapeable in a way and, and, and in motion and in movement, constant movement. And I love the piece about the the human because i talk about this about a lot you know here in the divine alignment podcast i talk a lot about the the formula of bringing the soul plus the human and then creating magic so always making sure that we remember the 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 stage of the soul the role of the of the soul as well as the human the human piece of it like this is the game this is where we're at this is you know the stage right now and and it's a beautiful one so in this idea that you're saying about this movement of the world and in the awakening process of, of getting to know self i know one of the things that you share is the best way to make a change is to get to know yourself Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, our whole experience of life, including the alignment of all the events that happen and all the people that we meet is based upon what comes through us. And, and the human body, it's, you know, expressing in the world as our thoughts, our words, our emotions and our actions. But really, it's deeper than that as we start to become aware of these deeper parts of ourselves. So the beliefs that I have about primarily my own personal identity that creates this foundation 
of the creative energy that I express into this dream of being human. So how I identify myself really has this remarkable power in shaping how we experience the present moment. Uh, so just the other day, for example, I love to walk in the morning. So I was walking and usually I do it as like a meditative walk. And sometimes I feel myself more as like a human being. You know, it's kind of like 3D and I'm still in this meditative state, but I feel like a human person just, you know, walking on the sidewalk in my neighborhood. And then uh, this idea popped into my mind and it was just this feeling based knowing and this idea of remembrance that everything is divine and it's all within my consciousness, like the universe appears inside of me. And immediately then, you know, my head-based awareness drops down to my heart and I feel this expansion of energy. And then the quality of my life completely changed. So with that like single idea inside of myself and really dropping into it, my experience of not just who I am, but where I'm existing dramatically transforms. So for most of us, we have like these identities built from the world and the world taught us who we are and you know, like if someone didn't like us, we think I'm not a good person. <laughs> you know, if I couldn't get what I wanted, I believe I'm a failure. And so we build this identity as a young person based upon how the world looks towards us. But then the more we awaken, the more we realize, like you were saying, we're souls, we're authors of our own existence. And I can participate in that reshaping process. And when we redefine oh, ourselves, that. yeah, when we redefine ourselves, it, it has this dramatic effect. And the more energetically aligned I get, the more I instantaneously notice these changes. Like a single idea, it's like, wow, my whole life becomes magical. It feels different. It feels alive. It feels connected. Just by going into a single idea about who I am as this divine consciousness. And it's like that single idea, it's almost like a a new lens, a new perception. And through that perception, we access multiple realities because yeah. what is happening is it has a meaning based on the meaning that we put into it. So I think as you're saying, there is a new idea that drops into our consciousness and all of a sudden there is more colors than just the colors that we've been seeing so far. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I love that. And I think when you're saying the more you get aligned and the more you connect to that, you know, internal consciousness is there something there about silence because I feel like a lot of the times when people are here you know get aligned that is such a broad context you know that is such a big 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 topic so in practical ways like what does that mean yeah so for myself I began my conscious journey doing zen meditation and that's like all based upon creating more silence so you're not doing mantras, you're not even controlling your breath, you're really just being this state of awareness. So the practice that I embraced in Zen is called Shikantansa, which means just sitting. And so essentially, you're just sitting as the awareness, and you're starting to observe more of what's happening. Well, naturally, as you relax your body and sit in one position, and you stay as this awareness, your thoughts start becoming silent. You have more space between them. The volume quiets down. And so silence introduces itself to you just as you stay in the state of awareness. So what I've learned throughout, you know, living in awareness and being in meditation is that I can control what I focus on. And then whatever I focus on, I automatically start creating with. So just an, automatically my energy goes towards it. It's like if I tell you, like, feel your hand. 
Like right now, your hand starts feeling like electric. <laughs> but a moment earlier, it's like you, your hand didn't exist in your awareness and you didn't feel the energy. <laughs> so, so just by feeling it, our creative energy from our soul level goes into that form of life and it starts creating with it. And that's why like just feeling an emotional block will open it up and transform it. You don't have to have the information or the concepts. And in many cases, you don't need any techniques other than just be present with it feel it, let it open up to you, let your consciousness become one with it, because through that process, it's going to reveal itself to you. So, so much of my own journey has really been that, like, I understand that the design of life is absolutely perfect. Like if there's this intelligence, which I feel there is creating everything, and it has manifested like the miracle of the present moment, which is an unexplainable idea. Like, I can't put together why I'm even existing and how this experience is even happening right now. But I can recognize there's some intelligence within it that is just absolutely supreme. So if I respect that intelligence creating this experience and I just observe it, I start to learn how it is creating for us. And then I also learn who I am as a creator. So, so much of my journey has just being in that silent awareness and allowing the experience to reveal itself to me. So I watch like cause and effect, like say a part of my personality is trying to like make a connection with you, for example. And I notice like some things I'm saying or some emotions I'm feeling like really aren't working for you. If I'm just aware of that and I want to have this heart-based connection, want to have a good conversation, then naturally I'll learn just by watching. I'll learn how to like adjust myself as long as I'm open and flexible and not really attached to a firm identity of who I think I am. So if I, yeah, go on, sorry, go ahead. No, it's like if the the thing that you just explained, it's like it cannot only be when it is a relationship, but also in every single circumstance, right? If you're like present in that moment, we're actually in that now moment where things are being created, we can actually bend it and shape shift it as it like in the real time as it's happening. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. For me, I'm having a relationship with everything I perceive. So every emotion I feel, I get to choose how to interpret it and choose how to respond to it. So that's my relationship with my own emotional feelings and like certain thoughts, like am I aggressive and attacking certain thoughts because I don't like them? Like that's not a healthy relationship with that idea. So how can I create a better relationship? And I think the first thing that we need to do is allow it. By allowing something to be what it is, we let ourselves witness it. And that begins the understanding process. So if I just listen to my mind for a while, I'll understand what all my beliefs are. And I'll start noticing the stories that my actions are based on. And then if I modify those pieces, then now I'm expressing something new into the outer world. And then I can change and shape the outer world like you mentioned. It's like everything is this creative relationship in my reality. I think, you know, that is such a beautiful way of back to the whole question, like what is alignment? And it's it's being in that in that witnessing a space, mm-hmm. being in that conscious awareness of the multiple realities happening, the multiple beliefs, you know, playing in the field and the game at the, you know, at time, like in this time, in this moment. And I think this is so good because one of the things that you mentioned before we jumped into this, this conversation was the your positioning on current events and your positioning on what is happening in the world and in, in, 
the, the things that are happening in the world right now as this, you know, massive conscious awareness and conscious awakening that's happening and how it is putting us in a position where we actually have to face these things and become even more present in this moment, not like are you as, as you're saying before, I think a lot of the times when we think about spirituality and we think about connecting with self, we feel like I need to stop life to connect. I need to stop life. I need to go somewhere at retreat, you know, the mountains, whatever. Like I, I need to a sabbatical, like something like that. And there is truth to that too. Yes, we need to create a space from reality because sometimes there's so much attachment to that reality and as you mentioned that identity that there is a space that needs to be created but I feel like we're in a very beautiful space right now to figure that out in real time mm -hmm. yeah definitely and I think this ties in very well to what you talked about with alignment so like when we're in alignment we feel that there's this connection there's this harmony it's like it feels right it feels yes And when we look in the world, we see everybody living a different way, everybody interpreting life a different way. And that's a source of a lot of our conflicts, especially the more we talk to people, we're going to be exposed to all these different ideas. And if someone doesn't have like some, some ideas or knowledge or strategy for living in this diverse situation, they can come into a lot of conflict. So when we live in alignment, the way I understand it is it's really a feeling-based confirmation. And I'm trying to live in alignment with my inner knowing, with what feels right for me. And I'm going to witness countless ways of thinking and feeling and acting. And sometimes my mind might be quick to judge them as being wrong. You should think different. How can these people think this way or want to live this way? But what I'm really noticing is that their journey is not my journey. And therefore, how they think is not in alignment with myself. And that's okay. The question is, do I think, feel, and act in a way that's in alignment with me? And we can be really skillful in navigating this world, which I think is difficult sometimes and why we need to isolate away, because sometimes that's intelligent and a good thing to do. But the skill is, how can I be my unique self and it coexist in a reality in which everyone else is being their unique self? And how can it not like get under my skin and bother me? So we're really right now learning about compassion and understanding each other and loving allowance for each other to have our own journeys of awakening because the world's like become so intermeshed with technology. You know, we're sharing all this information which greatly accelerates the awakening process, but we're also sharing different perspectives and that's where the challenge comes in. But for me, the universe doesn't want to do it all one way. Otherwise, we would not have, you know, a hundred species of butterflies or a thousand species of birds. The universe wants to explore itself in all these different colors, all these different feelings, all these different ideas. And when we like step up to a higher level of understanding, we realize everything is God exploring infinite reality. And then we become more allowing for other people to have their journeys. Now, with that said, we don't just... Um, How, how do I say this? Because the challenging part is like when your freedom step on my toes, you know, like mm -hmm. how do we navigate when like we want to like two people want to build a home on the same piece of land, you know, like what do you do? Uh, so that's the extra <laughs> challenge is you can be you and I can be me, but where do we draw the line in terms of you crossing over into my domain of freedom? And that I think is like a never ending, uh, unfinished process. 
You know, we're always navigating how to co-create in a shared reality. Um, so yeah, part of that's the beauty of life. It's, it'll never end and it teaches us every step of the way. And I think sometimes our logical mind wants to control things where a greater strategy is learning how to move and flow with life and understand you can walk away from things when they don't feel aligned with you and you can walk towards things that don't feel aligned with you. Um, I think one thing that I teach is you don't have to reject something to make a choice for something else. Like if I have an apple and an orange on the table and I want to eat the apple, I don't have to throw the orange off the table. I don't have to yell at it, curse at it and destroy it. I can just let it be as it is and I can pick up the apple and enjoy the apple. And then when I'm done, I can walk away. I have that freedom to just follow my heart and let everything else be what it is waiting for someone else to interact with it. I love that idea because it's the how do I want to say it? The options that we have available at all times. When we begin to realize, oh, I have options. Because the focus mind and the human piece of us, the logic, the mind, you know, sometimes we see the problem. Oh, but there is an orange. But there is an orange. But there is an orange and I don't want the orange. So a lot of the times, and especially... We love your your perspective on this because when we're focusing so much on the orange, which is the thing that we don't want, we feel like we need to do something about it. And sometimes we can get stuck in that quote unquote healing process. One of the things that I've noticed my clients in is when they come in with this desire to get in alignment, this desire to heal, this desire to evolve and grow, a lot of the times I have to know exactly when is the time to to kind of like wake up and say, okay, there is done, we've done a lot of healing in that space. And we don't need to focus on that anymore to allow all the other things to come through because we can get so caught up in fixing the problem. But then when does the actual, you know, abundance, overflow, love, uh, freedom, liberation comes in. And I think a lot of the times when, when we talk about spiritual um, evolution, a lot of people can get caught up in, in this evolutionary process of healing. And then they're like, well, I've done so much inner work. I've been so focused on myself and healing and it's been years. And yet my physical reality is not yet changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think in a lot of these cases, the, the client or the person doing the examination hasn't gone deep enough in identifying what is the threat about this orange that's on the table or about this quality of their life because we want to remove it because it's threatening us in some way. We're afraid mm. of it. And if we understand what I believe that orange will do to me, like what I mm-hmm. believe that person that I can't stop thinking about that always triggers me. Like if I can identify what would happen if they get what they want, what am I so afraid of happening? And if I can take myself to that place, I understand why my mind wants to remove that from my life. So wanting to destroy something is just a part of life. There's creation, there's destruction, right? It's just a natural part of life. Now, of course, we're supposed to rise above just these animal-like instinctual behaviors and these fear-based behaviors, but there is a reality to the psyche that when we believe something is threatening us, we want to remove it from our awareness. So some people, and even the psyche does this as a self-protection mechanism, will deny or forget that something happened because that's Mm -hmm. a way of destroying it from our mind. So we'll repress things that happened in our past because we don't want to carry them with us because they were unresolvable. So the only resolution the mind has, I'm going to block it out. 
And that's a good survival technique that the mind does on its own. Um, other times, however, you can't block out the fact that you're living with someone that, you know, said something mean to you. And every time you see them, you remember it and your feelings get hurt. You know, you can't block that out because maybe you have children together. Maybe you still love this person. So it's challenging in that way. But if we look and say, like, what is it that I hate about it or I don't like about it or triggers me about it or I'm angry about or I'm afraid of or it's causing me pain? Like, what is that piece and why am I afraid of it? And now we've opened it up. And then we can consciously work with it. And just by opening it up, we take the next step in that process. But we can't be afraid of that which we think is going to destroy us as actually having the power to destroy us. If we can recognize it's just a feeling, it's just a vibrational sensation in my body, or it's just some words someone said to me or it's just an event that happened in the past that's no longer happening. If we can frame this event in such a way that we show ourselves it's no longer threatening me, it no longer has the power to hurt me or destroy me, now we tip the scales in our own favor and our consciousness becomes more powerful working with it. So there's like some pieces, like a willingness to be with it and examine it, not reject it, but you want to open it up to learn about it recognizing what I'm trying to remove, I believe is a threat for me and I want to have a happy life. So it's natural to try to remove it. I'm not a bad person for like wanting to get away from certain things, but a higher idea. So I'm not imprisoned by it is then to tip the scales of power into my favor, realizing I'm the creator here. I have the power over this choice to interact with a person or to have a conversation with them to resolve an argument like, I have the power to transform my life, so I shouldn't feel limited by any experiences that are happening to me. I love the practicality of that because, again, I think that sometimes is that loop of of looking at all the other things that I do not like versus really allowing ourselves to walk this 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 walk of multidimensionality of I get to focus on the things that I want to create and what feel in alignment with me. And as we said before, I have a choice at the same time as we get to observe not getting stuck, but observe those things that you're saying I'm rejecting and why am I rejecting them? So then I can bring it in and and shift that balance of power as you as you spoke. I think that's that's really yeah. key. Yeah. And you brought up a good point between focusing on what you want to create and then also having that responsibility to focus on, at least temporarily, the things that keep reappearing. Because mm -hmm. sometimes our lessons are in our problems. And I know from working with people who are trying to manifest new experiences in their life, sometimes they're so adamant about always creating positive energy and imagining the best future, but things aren't changing. Mm -hmm. And if we pay attention, we notice, well, there's unresolved things that are still like kind of like chains around your ankles holding you back. And you can't just ignore them when they come up, if they keep coming up, because that's the universe saying, we want you to look at these because there's a learning lesson, or there's a forgiveness lesson, or there's a self-healing lesson by focusing on that wounded part. So I definitely think it's great to focus on what you want. That's how I live my life 100%. But I also know that there's a greater intelligence at work than just my personal intelligence. And sometimes things keep showing up in my reality because the universe wants me to look at that because it knows that's what's needed next.
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's interesting that, like, for example, those things that keep on looping back, it's it's from a different perspective. It's from a, from a wider awakening from, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of the things keep on coming back. But but we can see the process of growth and evolution when the things that keep on coming back, come back from a different perspective and come back from a wider awareness. And we as a person also stand in a very different position. But I love this idea of, you know, it is not this or that, because I feel like when we are living our lives with our logical human mind and not taking the soul into consideration, we have this idea of is good or bad, <laughs> or, you know, am I, I'm happy or I'm sad. Like it, it's such a black and white, you know, polarity. And I feel like a lot of the times we need to look at this, you know, it's not this and that is this and that at, at the same time, you know, all, all of it kind of can coexist without us having to destroy something to get to the other thing. Yeah, definitely. One of the best experiences I've had being a channel, and it was especially noticeable as something that was educating me and changing me when I first started channeling, is listening to this higher consciousness that I channel give guidance and advice and validate the perspectives of the clients I was working with. Because when I was younger, like in my early 20s, like you're kind of thinking that the world is the way you believe it to be. And we do it unintentionally because we're young and we're still learning. We just stepped into the world like during college or after college, for example. So when I was channeling, I got to understand so many other people's perspectives and see that they're all valid. So like you were saying, sometimes we paint the world as black and white, good or bad. But if we just open up a little more, like I was showing I channeled, you can look at that black from infinite perspectives and see all these different aspects and all these different colors. And so every situation has an infinite potential of interpretation. So if we look at like that piece, we realize I'm just choosing one interpretation and I'm maybe holding strongly to it. But if that interpretation is causing me suffering, then maybe I should try to look at it another way or ask someone else's viewpoint on that situation to shift how I'm looking at the same thing. And then it's maybe black and red now or black and yellow now because someone else shared their yellow perspective or their red perspective. And so now what appeared pure black actually, oh, it has some different colors to it, has some more light to it. Just because I've opened up my perception, realizing you know, everyone's going to look at it differently and my mind can embrace more ideas. Yeah, I think that's such a moment when you realize that the way that you see life and the way that you think the world is, is just the way that you think in just the way that you, you like your, your lens, your perception of it. But there is so much, many, many, many other perspectives happening at the same time without one canceling the other, which is just mind blowing. Yeah. So I, I love this, this idea of of this change and this living from that alignment, from that divine alignment, from that conscious awareness. And I wanted to ask two things to you. First is we've talked about the recent events and the current events of the world is rapid speed of transformation that has really truly ask from us to be more awake and to pay attention and to begin to reclaim, you know, our power of creation. And how does that personally to you, in your real life, how does that look like for you? What have been some of the experiences that you can share in terms of like, this is actually something that has happened to me that I've moved through that feels really real, you know, mm-hmm. um, in, in my day-to-day life? Um, so for myself, 
And to go to the beginning of what you just spoke about, I think to, in order to find your alignment, you have to know yourself, at least to a certain degree of development, because the self-realization process, it just keeps going. But once mm-hmm. you know yourself well enough, now you have an anchor and something then to base all your thoughts and all your choices and your emotional feelings upon. So if I go into myself and like a monk, I just kind of block out the world, even if I'm meditating in my bedroom, I can feel my love. I can feel this energy of purity that I am. I can connect to this deeper understanding that I am. So now I've created a foundation. And then when I go out in the world and something triggers me, I remember, oh, that's not love. That's not how I usually feel when I'm connected to myself. So now I know what I need to change and how to bring it into alignment. So I think that's sometimes where people struggle because they like read a book and they get someone else's idea of how they should be. And then they're trying to bring their life into alignment based upon someone else's idea. And then they struggle and it feels inauthentic or they don't get that confirmation that they want. They're not happy. So in this modern day world, you know, a lot of people have chased after wealth or married or dated the person that they, they thought they should have, but they never got happiness following that worldview. So it's not until we know ourselves well enough that we can actually find this, uh, this alignment, like what we're basing those choices to come into alignment upon. Mm-hmm. So for myself, like when the world started changing, like a big change was back when COVID started happening. And I think that was a huge change for everyone. You know, the world's giving me instructions about what to believe and how to interpret this thing and how to behave, you know, don't leave your home and cover your body and all these things. So I had to ask myself, well, how do I understand what's happening? And I'm going to look at everything that's appearing. I'm going to look at, you know, my past experience of the world and viruses and human behavior and all of that. And for me to establish what felt right for me, I had to look at the situation and take the time to find my inner alignment. Um, And then I knew just the way that I'm built that I'm just going to live my way. And it doesn't really matter what anybody else is doing. And I'm not trying to be selfish in that sense. I'm not trying to harm anybody or make anybody uncomfortable. But what I'm trying to do is honor what I feel is my greatest way of living my life. Uh, So, for example, I never wore a mask. Um, I didn't, I wasn't afraid of walking next to people. If anything, I started expressing more love as I was like going through the grocery store because I got to see all these people suffering. Like people were terrified to look at one another. And I felt really sad about that because I didn't think there was anything to be afraid of because when you research the history of viruses and plagues and all these things, you kind of get a different picture than sometimes, you know, the hysteria that the news is trying to promote. Um, And then I also looked at, we don't want to go into all this, but I, I really understand human psychology well. So there's always like agendas, like if I tell you about this problem, and then I also present you with the solution, then you're going to buy what I'm selling you, right? So there's like this sales pitch going on about manufacturing a problem and also manufacturing the solution and putting it in front of you. Um, And so I could see like all these different dynamics, how people were profiting from this, how people's, um, you know, were getting power surges and they were feeling like extra powerful and extra important, you know, the self-righteousness quality, So I got to watch a lot of human behaviors getting amplified because in any time of great stress, there's more energy coming into your biological system because you need to survive or do something. So whatever emotions you're feeling also express more. 
So I kind of navigated this world at this time two ways, one, knowing my understanding, but also witnessing understanding from other people and making the whole world change very personal. Because after all, these are human constructs like human society, human finance, human medicine. They're all human constructs. And so the people making these choices, what are they getting out of it? And then I could kind of open it up and realize it's not like God's trying to kill us all with a virus. Um, it's more like, <laughs> no, there's like lots of agendas going on. Just relax and live your own life. <laughs> I love that. And I think that's the, the piece about all of this when when fear kicks in, which is a really a real feeling. You know, when when there is a lot that we're being exposed to in terms of media, in terms of of energetics, and 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 when fear is expanded in a big group of people, the energy of that is also 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 very strong. So, you know, it was it was a very normal thing for for many people to get this you know jolt of fear coming from the collective consciousness, and at the same time, that fear has has um, effects in the nervous system as well. So then of course, you know, it's normal that people nervous system and, 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 and protective mechanisms also, you know, are affected by it. So it's so interesting because all of this felt really real, but the important thing, as you mentioned, is the knowing of self and then the being able to have that separation without, because there is separation of seeing things individually yet knowing that they're all together mm -hmm. but having the awareness of being able to see things separate in like okay this is what's happening and that is what's happening that is what happened and what do i believe mm -hmm. and in that self-trust that i think was one of the biggest pieces that we're reminded of in terms of like because a lot of the times we outsource our decisions to other people Okay, I'm going to outsource it to you because I think that you're the authority. And I'm going to outsource it to you because I think that you're the authority. And all of a sudden, who is the authority in all of this? <laughs> yeah, and we lost our inner authority. And yeah. that's how we know we're living in alignment because our inner authority is in agreement with our outer words or our thoughts or our behaviors. And so I think that's the most important part. And that's why, you know, I've called my whole you know, teaching that I do, like your higher self, it's your, you have within you the inner knowing, you have within you the connection to truth. Because when I was young, I wanted to understand God or like the source of all life. And for me, when I was pursuing that, I realized I have like a connection to the source, like we all do. And as I go higher up in myself, I experience higher selves until I can get to eventually this full realization of who I am as the all that is. And that's the highest self, essentially. Um, so very much so, we have to trust our inner authority and our life is not going to feel good until we do. So I look around the world, everybody giving their authority and their decision making to everybody else, they're scared. They're, some people are still scared, unfortunately. You know, they're angry, they're fighting. It's, wow, like you're definitely not living in alignment with yourself because yourself has no reason to be afraid or angry because yourself understands what's happening. And when we understand what's happening, we don't feel threatened. Like the human body is going to die. There's going to be uncomfortable emotions. It's part of life, but they're not threats anymore. They're just temporary changing experiences. And so your higher self is a eternal self and it's within you. It's in your heart area. And when you feel that, you get the information from that sense of knowing. 
Um, yeah, so for me, the less I get afraid and the more I just feel oneness and happiness and also empathy because you can feel the experience others are having. And I think what you're doing is really valuable. You're teaching people how to get in alignment with themselves and how to find themselves and then how to expand it so you're creating a magical universe for yourself. Because mm. that's what we want to do. We want to just shine love and happiness and bliss into the world and live that. And that's what our inner authority wants. And it's so interesting that this inner authority is something that I called the steady place within. Mm. And I guide people to, and as you're saying, it, it lives in your heart, like in the center of the, of the body, which is that steady place within that comes up to this conversation that we talked about earlier about silence. When we're connected to that steady place within and people ask, okay, how do I know if it's my mind or if it's my logic, if it's my ego or, or if this is my intuition and my highest self and connecting to that place within is it's what we keep on talking about that silence it's not very loud it's not urgency it's it's a very steady that's where the name comes from it's a very steady awareness of everything in a very neutral space and a lot of the times we fear the silence that comes from being with ourselves I think that's one of the biggest resistance for people to to begin to cultivate this sense of, of awareness and this connection to their divine being and their divinity is this resistance to stillness there's resistance of being because as you're saying a lot of the times we have media saying you know more and more in this more of this more love more life more party more people more more and more and yes we want more but at the same time the way to, the way we access that more it's super important whether we access it from I must and I should versus I'm accessing it from that steady place within that's guiding me through experiences. Yeah, yeah, it's a great way of saying it. And I think, you know, it arises everywhere in life, even in spirituality. You know, there are ways of talking to people and ways of teaching that like dangle the carrot in front of them. Like you need this in order to be happy. And as long as we keep getting that message, we're going to think I can't be myself the way I am. So mm. I can't actually relax into that steady place. Like I can't be there if I need to do something to become loved or if I need to do something to get someone's approval or to approve and love myself. So once we realize like you're perfect just the way you are, like there's nothing you have to change. You can change anything you want and you will want to change things just because you'll want more and more love to manifest in your experience. But you're perfect right now. If you create more love or if you don't create more love, like no matter what happens, that steady place within you is always content. And that's why it's steady. I feel like I love that you use the word steady. I've never heard that before. And for me, like that steady feeling, it feels content. Like I don't need to move. I can just be. I'm at peace. I'm free from the, the pull of desire. But then the interesting thing is my heart has a steady desire. And uh -huh. that's just to exist. And that's the feeling of life energy just like radiating through me. And to me, the energy of life feels like blissful love. So it's like a steady understanding, a steady contentment, a steady peace, a steady oneness, like a constant feeling of oneness with life. So it is that very consistent foundation. And if we can get past all these ideas that I'm not good enough and I have to go do something or be something else, then I let myself just settle into that steady place in my heart. And it's lovely that you say, and I kind of remove myself from this 
conditioned desires. And when we are in that steady place, what happens is there is desire, as you're saying, but it's a desire that it's non-conditional. It's a desire that just, it's, it's, it's a desire that doesn't come from the reaction of something that was programmed, of something that I believe I need to do or do or have, which is the reason why when I ask a lot of people, what do you want? They can't really answer that question because it's like, I should want a marriage and kids and college and a house and a car and money in my bank. Like I should want all of those things. Yet if I truly ask myself at the end of the day, I don't, I don't really know, but it's because when that desire is conditional, that's when, when we're really, you know, have this ideas of desire is bad and, and desire doesn't get to anywhere because, oh, I had a desire to buy a house and I bought the house, but I still feel awful. <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly right. It's that hole. It's we're trying to fill up the lack of knowing and the lack of connection mm. to our inner authority by something external. And that's the trick of marketing. You know, and we've had it from like the beginning of time when if someone wanted to like build a home and it was too difficult to do by yourself, you had to convince people to help you. Right. And so like in order to create in the world, we need cooperation for most of our tasks. But unfortunately, I think that sometimes I don't want to do it, but I want people to do it for me. And then I have to manipulate them in some way. And like trickery gets involved because trickery can be based on laziness or lack of cooperation. Because ideally, like you help me build my house and I'll help you build your house and we'll all have houses together and we'll all be happy, you know, but the people don't think like that. We think more separate and isolated rather than communal. And that's a huge thing that I think is happening with all these changes is we're being brought back together and realizing mm -hmm. how far away from each other we've become, you know, and even during this isolation that was happening, like inside people's homes, they weren't seeing their family members. Like I've heard stories in my own life where the children are in the basement and the parents are in the upstairs of the house and the parents put the food just inside the basement door at the top of the staircase. And the kids come up, get their food and go back down and just, you know, play their video games or be on their tablets and phones. And the parents don't see them for months. And in some cases, I mean, I see these posts happen every once in a while. There's like a grandparent who hasn't left their house in like two or three years. And for the first time, they're going to like a family member's birthday party. You know, we've been taught so much about separation and the more humanity goes into separate experiences, the more we understand the value of coming together and of being mm. together and of cooperating together. So the more society like breaks down in separation and dysfunction, the more the urge and the understanding to rebuild in unity happens. So I have like a lot of hope for everything that's going on. You know, you don't understand illness until you get it or you don't understand health until you also explore illness. You don't understand how to build a healthy family until you've had some struggles and difficulties in your family. You know, we learn by going on this pendulum of back and forth. And I think if we see the movement, we can cooperate with the movement and then let go of that fear and that resistance. And then we can let life become our teacher. But it all comes down to yeah, trusting yourself, trusting you have the intelligence, you can learn this, you can trust your inner knowing, you can guide yourself. It's about yeah, becoming your own creator and then sharing that creation with everyone. Thank you so much. I think that was such a bow on top of everything that we've covered in, in seeing this as the bigger picture of what's happening and understanding that all the situations that are quote unquote separating us are actually bringing us back together. 
individually and also collectively. So I love that. I love that. I think this conversation, if anything, is just to broaden the perspective of how we live, the decisions that we take, the way that we move around life uh, and what we decide. Uh, it's our reality and, and our life. So thank you so much. This has been so nice to to talk with you and, and to hear your perspective and to be in space with you. Um, for anybody that is in this conversation that really resonates with your energy and, and wants to stay connected with you, where are the spaces? How does your work work <laughs> you know how do you work with people how does um how does one get connected with you yeah so my website's called channelhigherself.com and that's the the main aspect of what i do i'm a channel so i enter into a type of meditative trance state and I actually feel myself becoming more multidimensional so I, my third eye or my mind's eye opens up and I see non-physical things. My energetic feeling of my body grows really large in size and all my physical senses and the feeling of my physical body, that all reduces. So I become like stretched into a non-physical reality. And then that gives me access to a different way of perceiving the human experience. So I become like a guide or a teacher. I offer a different perspective. And then I'll share that perspective with you if you want to work with me personally in a one-on-one -on -one session, I do that. If you want to join a class, I have a class that meets every Sunday. And so I channel for three hours and you get information and you can ask questions at the end and you get a guided meditation that you use during that week of time. So for me, I'm really trying to help people learn and grow and facilitate that process to the best of my ability. Um, so yeah, one-on-one -on -one work, group work. Uh, I have 2,600 videos on YouTube because I've been doing this for 20 years. Um, so the collection just keeps growing. So there's a lot of free resources. Um, yeah, there's a lot of ways just to, to get involved. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And we're going to uh, add some of those links inside of the bio so that it's easy, accessible. Thank you so much again for being here. And thank you for everybody that's listening to this conversation that continues to come back to divine alignment and, and chooses this path of, of evolution and growth and magic. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And I'd like to thank you, Danielle, also for this opportunity. Great conversation. You have a great energy. And I really hope that your audience embraces, you know, our vibration, our knowledge, everything we shared with them, because we're all in this together. You know, we're all like uh, cells inside the same universal body. And so just thank you for this opportunity to, to share my message with you. And I really wish you and your journey the greatest success and happiness. Thank you so much. I appreciate that and receive it deeply. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this conversation and want to explore deeper work together, make sure that you reach out directly to me inside of Instagram and also join our free community on Telegram. I will leave all the links for you on the bio. Until next time. Magic awaits. <laughs>